Alzheimer's Speaks Radio. Thank you so much for joining us today, where our goal is to shift dementia care from crisis to comfort around the world. And we do that by raising everyone's voice. We feel it's um, so needed for people to get um, products, tools, techniques, and resources uh, that they need to live graciously alongside this disease. So if you're interested in that, please subscribe today and we will make sure that you hear about every episode that we do. I'm your host, Lori LeBay, and for those of you that don't know me, my own mother had dementia for 30 years, so I get the guilt, the exhaustion, the frustration, and just all those emotions that are wrapped into caring for another. I have also been able to find on this path the joy, the purpose, and the passion. So listen in and let us help you maneuver this space. Now, before I introduce our guests, I also want to just mention, for those of you that don't know, September is World Alzheimer's Month. So think about what are you going to do different to improve the lives of somebody living with dementia? One of the things you could do is maybe participate in our airport travel survey that we have. You can go to alzheimerspeaks.com and you'll see a big icon um, and a photo of an uh, airplane and just click on that. This survey is for people with dementia in early to mid stages along with their travel companions to tell us how has airport travel worked for them and to share their stories so that we can improve things. I also want to give a shout out to the Memory Cafe directory. So many people still don't know what memory cafes are, and they are a gathering of like-minded individuals, people who are diagnosed with early to mid-dementia and their care partners. It's a place where they can build a community and friendship and share resources, which is just such a, a great, great uh, way to not feel alone and to get some wonderful tips that are working for other people. Last, I just want to give a shout out to Stall Catchers. Stall Catchers is a game that we can all play that actually helps analyze real live, live data on Alzheimer's research. So go to stallcatchers.com. And again, for our listeners, I want to thank you for your loyalty, for listening and sharing and pushing out our radio show. I never thought that we would be heard around the world, and that is because of you, not because of me. So again, I hope you continue to push out to Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn and all the other platforms that you belong to, because chances are there's somebody in those communities that you don't even know that is dealing with this disease, and they need your help. They need the resources, and the more we can push out the easier it's going to be for them to find that information when they need it. Now, today I am really excited about this show because we are going to be talking about an event that's taking place in 
um, Atlanta, and it's going to have an international presence of one of probably the most popular concepts that has been intriguing people all around the world. And so let me introduce our guests and they can tell us more about this event. Uh, Ann McSweeney is a licensed clinical social worker with over 30 years of experience in education, community relations, and medical social work. In, 20, uh, in 2009, she founded CEU Creations, which was initially called CEU Concepts, which provides innovative and affordable training to social workers, counselors, nurses, and others in the helping profession. And Anne is the one putting on this event, which we will get to um, in just a minute. But welcome, Anne. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thanks so much, Lori, for having us. Well, Steve and I are excited to be on today. Well, I am thrilled to have you on. So let me introduce your sidekick and hubby, Steve McSweeney, um, who has also spent over 30 years in IT which had actually come in handy right when we were doing the show here. <laughs> he got us up and up and running. He has worked at Verizon, Alltel, Home Depot, Corporate, and, and others. Um, he is an integral part of CEU Creations, and that's been from its inception. Steve actually joined the team full-time in 2017 to assist Anne with the technology piece of online courses and team management and operations. So welcome, Steve, how are you? Uh, terrific, how are you doing today? Really appreciate you having us on today. Well, I am excited to have you both here. So I'm gonna start by asking both of you, I'll start with Anne first, but I always ask this question of everybody on the show and it just is a reference point for our audience. And the question is this, um, Anne, have you ever been touched personally by dementia in your own family or circle of friends? So, yes, I, I think going back to when I started medical social work many moons ago, probably about 25 years ago, I used to do dialysis, hospice, and home health social work. And just by the nature of medical social work that I did, most of my patients were um, older adults, and many of them had um, some type of dementia or Alzheimer's. What I always say is my patients are my inspiration for what I do today because I learn more from my patients than I learn from any book, any CEU training, anything. I learn from my patients. So I carry them with me in my heart today and I want to improve outcomes to improve their lives. So my life was touched tremendously by what I learned from all of them going through this. Great, thank you. And Steve, how about you? Uh, yeah, a little bit from more of a personal level, uh, not being in the social work field like Ann, um, but have had some relatives who have uh, been dealing with these types of issues. Um, and just seeing what kind of care is needed uh, just from a care perspective. So it's been a little bit different for me, but it's been a bit more personal. Great. Thank you so much for, for sharing that. Now, Anne, why don't you tell us a little bit more about your background? It sounds like it's a real unique combination of 
of education, community relations, medical social work. So how did you, how did you get started with uh, CEU Creations? About 25 years ago, I had my master's in social work and I started, as I mentioned, doing um, social work in home health, hospice, and dialysis, so in the medical arena. From there, I segued to working with elder law attorneys, which was a little different. I was one of the first social workers in the Atlanta area to work with an elder law attorney doing community education and community relations. And one of the things I noticed as I was working with the elder law attorney, I was still keeping up my own CEUs. I had to have 35 every two years to keep up my own license. And I was sitting in these horrendously boring, torturous classes thinking, there just has to be a better way to do this. And I had a light bulb go off in my head where I was like, well, my attorneys are great speakers and they have great information to pass along to these healthcare professionals. A lot along many of the things that we're talking about with powers of attorney, wills, guardianships, things that people need to do for long-range planning. So back in the day, about 20 years ago, I started doing CEs, working with the elder law attorneys, and tried to do them, do them very differently. And I would have people coming up to me saying, your CEs are so different, but why are you only doing elder law topics? So hence, that's how CEU Creations was born. And we have two missions with CEU Creations. I'd say our first mission is to really, as we talked about a little bit, as I touched on, to bring that educational experience to the learner, to the participants. I don't want them, I could stand up and I could lecture on the five stages of grief, or I could lecture on um, Alzheimer's and dementia. But when you hear a patient's story who's going through that, or when you hear from a care partner of someone going through dementia, it hits you in the heart. So that's, we, we like to educate through experience. And we also try to bring the cost of our events down to make them more affordable by supplementing with sponsors that want to be in front of this, these healthcare professionals. Well, that's wonderful. It sounds very familiar in terms of, of what I do when I speak. I call it emotional-based training. I think stories are really powerful and, and people don't change unless they really feel it in the heart and so it's getting them laughing and crying and going oh my gosh how do we miss this and how do we do things different and so it sounds like that's exactly what you're doing um, why don't you tell us a little bit about you know the passion that you have what are, what are the things that really make your heart sing at work so like you touched on, I, my passion is in that creativity of that content, that content that's going to be so rich, so emotional, so I can watch the participants really taking part in the event. I don't want to see them on their phones. People learn differently now. They're on their phones every two seconds. So if I'm going to have them learn, I've got to have them engage in something. Otherwise, they're going to be, their head's going to be in their phone. So I really, really, really love doing that. I've even, to that, to that point, we, I've actually started a, a somewhat separate company, but where we do CEUs and we do musical CEUs. I partnered with a cancer survivor who wrote a, a musical about his diagnosis, treatment, and ultimate survivorship, and we've taken that national. Um, there's a, I partnered with an Atlanta actress who cares for her mother who has dementia, and she put together a one-act play, and then we do a dialogue afterwards. So things like this that are so powerful that really get people learning. Wonderful. Why don't you tell us about this upcoming event? You're, you've you know, launched your first annual elder care symposium, which is coming up in October. And so um, what's that going to be about and who the heck should come? So we are super, super excited for our first annual elder care symposium. This is kind of a dream of mine coming to fruition after many, many years. It's something that I've thought of that I wanted to do when I talked to Steve and I'm like, let's make it happen this year. Let's launch it. Because like I said, so many people that I worked with from 
my early years of social work, um, struggled with dementia and Alzheimer's. So we're wanting to bring all the elder care stakeholders to the table, everyone. So not just the healthcare professionals, although they are included, the social workers and nurses and counselors, but anyone who is in the elder care arena. You could have the person with dementia or their care partners or people working in assisted livings or rehabs or adult day centers. Anyone in that space is invited and encouraged to come because we have an incredible lineup of speakers that we're bringing to you. So we're bringing in Eloy Van Hal of the Hodwick of the Dementia Village from the Netherlands. And um, he is gonna be our keynote speaker. He speaks for about two hours on his concept, how to, how to make that happen, what he's seen success with, and how to replicate that. Then we, um, another one of our speakers is Scott Tarde of the Glenner Town Square. And it's funny, my mom actually found him, mentioned that she had seen him in the Wall Street Journal right after I found Eloy. I read the Wall Street Journal article. I was like, I'd love to have Scott here. And Scott, interestingly enough, was his Glenertown Square was just featured last week on ABC's Nightline. So we we're super, super excited. And then the one act play of With Dementia by Carolyn Cook, she is caring for her mom with dementia. But in this one act play, she gives the perspectives of not only the, the care partner, but also the person with dementia. And then we dialogue about it afterwards. So these are just three of the sessions during that full day of learning that we have. So we have a great, great lineup of international and national speakers coming on this. Well, I have to tell you, I'm really excited for this and I wish I was able to be there because this, you know, it, it doesn't happen often when you get an international speaker coming to town uh, that has kind of, um, rattled all the trees. I mean, there's not too many people in the industry that don't know about the Dementia Village and people have, you know, discussed trying to replicate it and how do they do it and funding seems to be the, the big, yeah, it's not going to work, you know, <laughs> and so um, maybe he'll be able to gather some more excitement to get us to do things differently. You know, there's this premise in the U.S. that that we're we're number one and we know how to do everything, and we are so far behind the eight ball in on so many levels. We've come a long ways just in the last five years, but when it comes to dementia care, we are not the leaders. It would be lovely if we if we got in that that space again, and I think this uh, symposium that you're pulling together will be just fantastic for people in the U.S. And, and maybe around the world even to, to come and experience um, two really um, different modes of, of standard operation, um, one being the Dementia Village and the other being the Glenner Town Square. And I, I think that that will be um, amazing. I love that you have um, Carolyn Cook doing her one-act play as well because uh, I've participated with uh, similar plays, and there's not very many out there, but powerful, oh my gosh, so powerful for people to see. I also have to really give you kudos for opening up the door to all uh, stakeholders. And uh, one of the things, you know, my own mom had dementia for 30 years, and so one of the things that frustrated me as a daughter and when I stepped into this space 10 years ago was people had this belief that you either have to talk to the medical professionals, the housing professionals, the nurses are their own category, the doctors. And, and I just thought that's asinine um, because we all affect one another. We all affect the care and we are never going to make 
great changes without getting everyone involved and opening it up to the, the person diagnosed living day to day with the disease, the family members. But, but even beyond that, I mean, I would love to see you know, car dealerships and grocery stores and, and everything else come into play because this disease is affecting all of society. And, and it's time that we bust that myth down that, you know, one person with dementia is just one person. It's not. It's a, it's a whole community that's affected. And so I think the platform that you've set up for this is, is absolutely fantastic. I wanted to ask you about what are some of your future goals with uh, CEU uh, creations that, that, you're, um, that you're working on? So I think we're just really trying to continue to push the envelope with everything we do. Uh, my goal is to always have these innovative speakers that are on the, the cutting edge of, of what they're doing and bringing that to our learners. And, and also, I would love to do more symposiums and conferences like this where we kind of bring everyone together because yes as a social worker and when I started out in the field I did notice that you know sometimes I didn't know some of the resources because it's like the left hand doesn't always know that what the right hand is doing because we don't always come together often enough and and definitely my goal once a year this is the first annual I, I want to do this each year um, we are looking at debuting an elder abuse conference next year as well and showing a documentary film and, and bringing in speakers around that and just doing, like I said, more of these very innovative kind of kind of events. Wonderful. Um, one person just that I that I know, and I don't know if you're familiar with him on the whole elder abuse is Bill Lightfoot. Um, he is a retired detective and he is just a wealth of information. He's from, from out east, but Again, I, I think that that would be absolutely fabulous. Let me pull Steve into the conversation. He's been waiting so patiently for us. Um, Steve, why don't you tell us a little bit more about, you know, what you'd like to see within CEU creation? Sure. Uh, that's a great question. Um, obviously, Ann uh, has so much to offer in terms of the content, the ideas, uh, and really the high level, what, what would be best to uh, get this information to the different um, stakeholders, whether it be the case managers, nurses, uh, counselors, all of those people. And, and really um, what I would like to do with my IT background is kind of expand those opportunities um, to reach more people, uh, hopefully through some technology. Uh, we've got some interesting things uh, that we're looking at right now, um, but really to be able to connect with people in different areas. Uh, um, one thing that was really cool was that Ann had done a presentation online and one of the attendees to the event was in Italy, um, a social worker in Italy. And, and that was just so cool to us uh, being able to have this conversation around the world. And, and really that's what we're looking to do and love your idea um, of bringing in uh, a, 
presenter um, to have a different input from so many different areas. So being very excited about the possibilities uh, that technology will help provide. Yeah, it's pretty interesting what is possible. I mean, when I stepped into this space 10 years ago, I, I mean, I've never been out of the country. I can't believe how many contacts I now have all around the world and people that I've been able to interview all over the place. Um, you know, services don't need to be in our backyard, and that's a mentality that needs to shift because so many people still think the services have to be right in your area, and that is so not true with computer connections and and the resources, and we have to... You know, I agree with, with you and Ann. We have to do things different. We have to keep up with the times. We have to deliver things in a fashion that people want. And it needs to be accessible. Um, one of the things that, that I loved, and we'll get a little bit more into this, but is the pricing of this conference is ridiculously low. I mean, for what you are offering, it's fabulous. Um, and so kudos for being able to manage that. Uh, that that's huge. Now, Steve, I gotta, I gotta, I have to ask you the old elephant in the room question, and that is, how the heck is it working with your wife? Uh, yeah. Wow. Uh, all right. Um, the nice thing about Ann and I, um, or one of the nice things, we tend to really complement each other. Um, as I was saying, she's got wonderful ideas. Uh, great concepts, things that I would never even think about. Um, and, and then for me, I, I kind of see myself as the logistics person in addition to the IT stuff, which, which is definitely not Anne's forte. <laughs> but uh, um, so she'll come up with these ideas. Hey, I think this would be wonderful. Let's try this. And so I, I think part of what I do is step back and say, okay, what do we need to do to make this happen? And, and kind of figure that out. Uh, we're both, um, I, I think in some ways, perfectionists. We both uh, hold ourselves and our company to a very high standard. Um, and we want to keep maintaining that. And But Luckily, as I say, I, I think when, uh, for the most part, we complement each other very well. Wonderful. Um, now, do you have some, some goals, Steve, that you hope to accomplish together um, in the future? Do you have any um, particular um, things on the tickler list? Uh, well, like we were talking about, we're looking to expand our reach uh, through technology as well as um, our live events. Uh, we're in a suburb of Atlanta. Um, Anne's done a great job along the northern area of Atlanta, but now we're going to the south side of Atlanta, south Georgia, uh, south Carolina, some things potentially in Florida, Tennessee. So we're expanding geographically, physically, but also um, helping that expansion with technology as well. Thank you so much. 
Well, next I want to go to some fabulous fans of the CEU creations and and uh, fill you in a little bit about their roles, and then we're going to hear from them on you know why why they love um, CEU creations and what they're thinking about this uh, fabulous uh, first time symposium that they're pulling together. So I first want to introduce you to Phyllis Joseph. Uh, Phyllis has been a social worker for over 30 years and as a licensed professional with a bachelor and master's degree in social work, um, she is also currently serving as a supervisor in a care management community at Piedmont Atlanta Hospital in Georgia. So welcome, Phyllis. How are you doing today? Good, thank you. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much, Phyllis. I'm going to introduce uh, your sidekicks here with you today. So next, I'm going to go to Mary Lee Boatwright Quinn, and she is a licensed clinical social worker with years of medical social work experience. She currently is the advocacy and public policy person for the Alzheimer's Association in the Georgia chapter. And she is also the chairperson and the co-founder for the Great Atlantic chapter of Natural Aging in Place Council. So welcome, Mary Lee. How are you doing today? Hi, Lori. I'm doing well, and I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for taking time to be with us. We've got one more to go here. So last but not least is Cindy Nelson, and Cindy is an attorney and the founder of Nelson Elder Care Law in Woodstock, Georgia, and she specializes in representing senior rights and interests to offer peace of mind to families and their loved ones. So welcome, Cindy. Thank you. I'm doing very well, Lori. How are you today? I am doing just absolutely fabulous. And the first question that I want to pose, and I'm going to go ahead and throw this to Cindy, is how how are CEU creation events beneficial for health professionals and and how are they different in in your eyes from other trainings? Cindy? That's a great question, Lori, and thank you for asking. So as I work with CEU creations, for one, it's the caliber of the event. So the materials that are being taught and the person that is teaching it is a much higher caliber than a lot of the continuing education things that I've attended over the years. But Anne is also so creative. She comes up with things that people hadn't thought of that I would never think of, just like this symposium. So I think the quality, I think people walk away with real value from the CEUs. And then also just that it's something new and exciting and not the same old stuff all the time. And there's nothing worse than the same old stuff all the time when you know you have to meet those requirements and you're, you're just kind of dreading going to those. Um, Mary Lee, how about you? What, what do you think is different about them? Well, um, Lori, I've been um, attending as a participant since I'm a licensed clinical social worker for Gosh, I think over eight years um, I've been attending the CEU creation events as well as being um, uh, a speaker sometimes for Anne. So I've been on both sides and, um, you know, as Cindy said, the caliber is just several notches above other CEU 
events that I have been to. Um, not only that, but the cost is really um, great. You know, for those of us who have to get 35 hours of CEUs in two years, um, that can get quite costly if your employer is not covering it. So the fact that they're affordable is amazing. Um, but the other thing is that CU Creations has been in the aging network space for so many years. And so for me, somebody who's worked with older adults my entire career, I love going to CEUs that are directly impacting my workday. Um, and so, you know, that is huge. I am choosing from topics that really impact me um, as a social worker. And that's, you know, that's just wonderful to have, um, to not have to choose something that I'm going to be falling asleep at. Um, you know, they're just, I'm intrigued and I'm always, you know, enjoying them from the beginning to the end, even when they're all day sessions. So um, I can't say enough about them. They're great. Well, that's quite the testimony because especially when you are going to an all day piece like that, a lot of times you know, there can be some yawn sessions and it sounds like you really value the information that, that you get from them. I'm going to have uh, Phyllis on and just ask her, what what you think is different and why you enjoy working with CEU Creations? Oh, I couldn't wait to tell you all about CEU Creations. Oh my gosh, I'm so proud of them. Uh, I've been with Ann and Steve probably over 10 years since they first started. Uh, I, I enjoy it so much. Uh, it, it's, it, it, it meets my social needs as well as my professional needs. I say that because I always look forward to going to them. I see a lot of friends and we network and at the same time, we're learning lots of things at affordable prices, uh, and, and I just, it's, it's a year-round uh, event, uh, and I always look forward to them. I'm a self-proclaimed number one cheerleader for CEU uh, Creations. I, I really enjoy it, and I've told a lot of social work uh, professionals about their services and, and, and all that they do for everyone. The topics are great. She's always open to different ideas and suggestions for added topics. I've also been a speaker myself. I, I'm a certified fitness instructor, so I've been able to kind of cross over and, and teach uh, my colleagues some of the fitness tips that I've learned over the years. So it's, it's just a nice way to, uh, again, to stay connected with people in your profession as well as the professions that are associated with us in healthcare. And also, you know, you, you, you never go without learning something, which is great. And, uh, and I think it's great that she's also doing this symposium on, on Alzheimer's. And that's a very uh, close to my heart because my father suffered from that at a very early age. So not only have I learned it through educational as a social worker, but also seeing it firsthand in my family. So I think it's something that we all need to continue to, to talk about and, uh, and to learn from every day. Well, great. Thank you. And, and it is very different when you've been personally touched by the disease. I remember um, speaking at a conference one time, for example, and there, there's like 600 people in this room and a man up front just started sobbing hysterically. It is, he's probably in his mid 40s. And, you know, I couldn't stop as a speaker, you know, to talk to him. And I said, what's what's going on? Um, afterwards, and one of the one of his friends ran out and got a roll of toilet paper for him because he said a box of Kleenex wasn't going to do it. And and he said, you know, I I've been in this business as an administrator for 21 years, and I thought I was doing it right. I thought I was giving the right advice, and I wasn't. 
and I feel horrible. My dad has this now. And so when you are personally touched, those, those stories make such a huge impact because it's no longer just a task. You know, it's really about that human dignity and that relationship and that engagement. And what I'm hearing from all of you is that, that Anne knows how to bring that to the table and to show, you know, best practices um, that are duplicatable and um, unique and different and inspiring. So, you know, you, you um, with all three of you, I could just feel your energy of like, can't wait to get there and I can't wait to leave either because I got stuff I can apply. And that's really, really cool to be able to see. I wanna ask, and I'm gonna point this question to Cindy first. What are your thoughts about this first annual elder care symposium, you know, that's gonna focus on dementia and um, who do you think would, would benefit from that, and, and why do you want to be involved in it? And so that is a great question as well. I'll tell you, I was so excited. Anne has been talking to me about this for about a year now, and when she first brought it up, I just thought, wow, this is, talk about thinking outside the box and coming up with something really unique and bringing to the table, the people that have walked in these shoes and have done it a better way than what we are doing it on a daily basis. So I'm very, very excited about that. Couldn't wait to uh, be a sponsor in that with Anne. And now I'm just excited about it coming. It's, you know, one month from tomorrow, I guess. Anyway, so who do I think should come to that? Uh, I think that one, anybody that works in this industry, so anybody that owns a personal care home or works in an assisted living or deals with people that have any type of cognitive impairment, that they need to come because the way that we treat people with this illness today in the United States, I think is just very restrictive and we don't have to treat them that way. And I think we're going to learn that over the coming years and obviously other parts of the country and other countries have already learned that. But then people that work with anyone that has dementia or cognitive impairment, they need to be at the table. And then I would say anybody that has family members, that they should come and see what is it going to be like in the future? What do we need to be looking towards so we can make life better for the ones that we love? And so that includes, of course, any type of social worker, geriatric care manager. I deal a lot with CPAs and financial advisors and people that sell insurance, and they all need to know because we're all getting older. The population is aging. I guess it would probably be easier for me to define who does not need to go than who does need to go. So everybody I've talked to is very excited about it. Well, and I, I agree with your list. I would probably also add, if you've got local politicians, I think they need to see we are not leading the pack with this and you know what we're doing and, and Glenner can step up and say this is what we've tried here um, you know in in city uh, city council city government needs to be there and and see what's going on our library systems you know are, are 
medical staff, a little bit of everybody. It, it's just, it's so important um, to pull everyone together. Um, Mary Lee, how about you? Um, why are you excited and involved in this program? And who would you like to see step up to the table and, uh, and uh, be in attendance? Uh, thank you, Lori. I, I, for one, am super excited about this event. Um, primarily because, I mean, I, in my early career, read about Dementia Village and was so excited and about the concept of it. And so um, even when I went to Amsterdam, I tried to actually make a visit there because I wanted to see it in person. So to be able to have the, you know, the creator of this come um, to our country and discuss, you know, how, how they did it, I think is I'm so excited about it, and I think um, I really agree with you, Lori, that a wide array of people, including um, our elected officials, are would be great to get to the table because um, just hearing about um, this kind of concept, which you know, in all honesty, isn't um, it, it couldn't happen in our regulatory environment as we have it in the United States now. So we've got to get those regulatory people, the elected officials who can change those things to the table. I mean, all, all of those folks, um, we need to be really um, broadening that audience and including people living with the disease um, because, you know, those can be the champion advocates to talk to those elected officials you know, to say that I am going to need a place like this at some point in my journey, and I would like it to be like this, and the quality, um, you know, that that is here, and the person-centered care, and that kind of thing. So I, I mean, um, I think we just have to shout from the rooftops. I totally, totally agree with you. The other um, piece I would like to add that I think would be great would be to get the media to show what it is you're doing that is different and that, you know, there's there's so many um, international collaboratives that are, are happening right now. I'm working with uh, one group and we're working on airport travel and we've got a survey going out and we have people from all different countries, you know, that are participating. This is not something that we should do alone because there is great knowledge all around the world and at all levels. Um, for people to join. I've got um, one gal in particular who lives in Florida that I am going to tell about this, and she has loved the dementia village. She said, but a lot of us can't afford that price, and her husband had dementia, and she and him actually designed another plan where it would allow care partners to be able to live together and support each other, which would be a fantastic thing. And I know she, she'll be all over this if there's any way that she can get there, you know, to be able to talk and converse with some people. Because once again, funding in the U.S. is very, very difficult, but we've got to get investors involved in the need. The numbers are, are just so huge. Let's go to... Um, Phyllis next, and I want to hear from you because you just don't have enough energy for us. You're not bubbly enough, and uh, tell us why you're excited about this symposium and who you'd like to see there, Phyllis. Hi there. Hello again. I am excited, as you can tell. I think it's just in my nature to just be pumped up about education and, and spreading the word. Uh, what comes to mind is just young adults, uh, I think would be a good 
uh, arena to tap into, even college students that may be studying geri geriatric care or, or something related to that. In addition to that, I've seen on some of uh, social media how we have small children interacting with the senior population. I think that'd be cool if the, if the daycare centers some kind of better understanding how the, the, the children uh, group, young adult, the little toddlers, you know, the little school age kids that come over, somehow that education from a broad span of, of, of knowledge throughout a, uh, a lifespan of from younger to young adults to, 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 to older population. Everyone should know because unfortunately, I think dementia is almost like this taboo kind of topic in a sense. Um, so just to bring it out to the front because we need to, to, to deal with it. You know, it is what it is and we got to do better with it. I totally, totally agree with you, Phyllis. And I love that you're thinking broader and getting the kids involved. Um, you know, if some of them might even be interested for middle and high school to do papers on, to be able to come and sit in. Um, I used to do some education in the schools, which was really interesting. And I was shocked at how many kids are caring for a loved one in their family. And what is happening there, um, and I, I saw this repeatedly, and I haven't done it for quite a while, but um, what I saw repeatedly was that families weren't telling the children all of what's going on. But the kids felt the shift in the family and the dynamics. They knew they were kind of second fiddle because they had to care for maybe a grandparent or whatever, and they couldn't maybe afford to do some things for them that beforehand maybe they could. And these kids are filled with energy and ideas and creativity, and they want to help. But when we, don't, when we don't approach them, when we don't let them in because we think we're protecting them, um, we're actually, I think, hurting the full dynamic. So, uh, you know, there is nobody too young or, or too old um, or any, any culture, any financial status. I mean... Everybody needs to become involved. Having uh, people in school that are, are going to be dealing with any healthcare topic at all or any business marketing should be at this as well. This is a huge demographic. And I think it'll just be such an eye opener. And I, I just can't give Ann and Steve enough kudos about this. And I'm going to pull you in. And I just... Um, I'm just wondering what the heck you're thinking after all these wonderful comments from your raving fans. I'm just, I'm so grateful. I really am. And you know, there's, there's a lot of days with this company, Steve will tell you, uh, it's hard, you know, we're a small business trying to grow and make it. And when I hear this stuff, it just makes it worthwhile. Like I said, I mean, I do it for the participants and I do it for going back to my patients who inspired me so so many moons ago, but I still, I wanna change patient client outcomes and I wanna make learning better for my colleagues so that we're, they're not sitting there in these torturous events. So hearing all of this, I'm just so grateful and it seems like we're accomplishing some of our goals and then it makes me energized to wanna to go out and do even more. <laughs> just so grateful. So Steve, how about you? What, what are you thinking after hearing this? Well, just blown away. Um... Absolutely. I'm so appreciative of all the kind words and the ideas and the energy. Um, really 
just appreciate uh, all the support that these wonderful ladies ha have helped bring me personally, but the the company as well. It, they've worked with Ann for, for years, and it, we really could not do these events, especially could not do them at these prices without their help, without their support. Uh, these are wonderful, wonderful ladies who have really helped our company and uh, really just so appreciative of all they do uh, for us throughout the year. Um, they're wonderful. Steve, is there anything that, that we've forgotten to mention that you think we need to cover? I can't think of anything uh, off the top of my head, but really appreciate this opportunity uh, to be on on with y'all today. Uh, it's been it's been a really neat experience and I, I think it's fantastic. And uh, as Ann mentioned, we are so excited for this uh, symposium just a month away. Uh, we still have a lot of little things to uh, get straightened out, but, but we are so excited and, again, so appreciative of the support that we've gotten. Great. Thank you so much, Steve. And, Anne, how about you? Any Anything that you would like to mention? I, I know one thing I would like you to talk about is just we, we touched on cost and how reasonable this is. Why don't you tell people a little bit about how to sign up? Sure. Sure, we would love for folks to sign up, pass the word, help us get the word out. They can go to our website for a full agenda, the flyer and everything, which is uh, ceucreationsinc.com. So it's ceucreationsinc.com. And then the price is $79.99. That's the full day of learning and it includes lunch. We are able to keep the cost so low because we have awesome sponsors. They can check out the sponsors on our website. But I did want to point out too, uh, Nelson Elder Care Law, who Cindy was on just a little while ago was the first person I approached. And when I asked her about it and if she wanted to be in on this with me, she, I said, you know, I'll give you a call back. I'll give you some time to think about it. She said, no time to needed to think about it. I'm in. So it's with sponsors like that, that we can keep the cost so low for our participants, which we're grateful for. And, um, and for folks that need the CEUs, we have social work, nursing, case manager, and counselor CEUs. It's going to be six hours of CEs, um, but it's not just for people who need CEUs. So if you don't need them, don't worry about it. But if you do, we will have them. And uh, check out our website at ceucreationsinc.com for more information. And thank you again for having us today. So one more question for you. As far as CEUs, is that Atlanta-based or would it, if people flew in from other other states and stuff, would they be also covered? Good question. Good question. So our boards are national that we work with. Most states do, well, most of our boards. We uh, For social work, it is a national board. Um, and most states reciprocate. There's just a few weird states. I don't always know them off the top of my head because each board is different in each state. But most uh, states, except for social work, we go through ASWB. And um, GCSW actually for this one is a little bit different. Um, so this is a, a Georgia Georgia board for this one. Sorry, I forgot we, we went through a different board on this one. Um, but for nursing, it's the California Board of Registered Nursing. Most states reciprocate that. For case manager, it's a um, national board. And for counselors, it's a national board. So um, the social work board in Georgia, you know, but they can check and see if it's reciprocated in their state as well. Wonderful. Well, that that's always a good thing to clarify. And I think, you know, when there's an event like this, 
Um, so many people, you know, as much as they like CEUs, a lot of times it's not going to stop them for the price and for the amount of information and the, the caliber of information that's going to be given to them. And then they're getting lunch to boot. One more thing too, a lot of folks can use, um, even let's say your state may not take a specific board or something, a lot of times you can use the certificate of attendance for what's called related hours in the CE world and stuff like that. People who have to get CEs will know what I'm talking about, but they can use that certificate of attendance for related hours and things like that. Wonderful. Well, I want to thank um, Steve and Ann uh, McSweeney for um, creating CEU Creations and um, their their unique uh, approach to education. I can't wait to see how this goes and, and where you go from here. And I really want to thank our guests, Cindy, Mary Lee, and Phyllis as well for, for joining us. And again, you can get more information um, just go to their website, uh, www.ceucreations, that's S, uh, plural, inc.com, ceucreationsinc.com, or you can uh, email Anne, and Anne is A-N-N-E, just as you see on the screen there, uh, Anne at ceucreationsinc.com. And, and they're also on Facebook. So follow them on Facebook at CEU uh, Creations. Again, thank you so much for all of you joining us in, in wrapping up today. Again, our goal here at Alzheimer's Speaks Radio is to shift dementia care from crisis to comfort. And I know CEU Creations has that in mind with all of the services that they're delivering as well. In a, in a broad pack, way past beyond just dementia. And uh, kudos to you guys. I think that that is so needed. And I love um, that you're not just the everyday educational program out there. You are, you are developing and um, delivering products that really truly serve individuals to, to in, in, their, in their lives and in their work. And so thank you again. Please share this. I, I think this is going to be one of those programs you're not going to want to miss. And, um, I, you know, I, like I said, I can't wait to hear all about it. And if you are looking for more resources on Alzheimer's, please go to alzheimerspeaks.com. And there you will tap into all of our radio shows, our dementia chats, where I interview people with dementia, uh, our blog and um, a lot of projects and initiatives regarding dementia as well. Have a blessed week. And again, remember, September is World Alzheimer's Month. So what are you going to do different? It's time to rethink, renew, and reimagine retirement. Hey, everybody. Jared Sebesta here, host of Retire Repurposed. Now, this podcast is about the non-financial parts of retirement, which many times can be even more challenging than the financial. We believe retirement is not the end, rather the beginning of what could be the most impactful, purposeful, and fulfilling season of a person's life. So don't retire. Become repurposed. To listen now, search Retire Repurposed on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.